just a good, just a good day, Ben. Just a good day for talking Tennessee football. Sixty plus points. Woohoo, boy! Man, I can get used to this. Even though I know this just doesn't happen every single game or every single year, but man, I can get used to scoring in thirty and forty and fifty points. Uh, and this this team, this program has a chance to do that. Just like Josh Heupel um, illustrated in his post game speech to the team, tip of the iceberg, tip of the iceberg. So after that performance, you think the players believe less or more, Ben? They definitely, definitely will believe more. As Ben is answering the phones, they will believe more. Hey, this is what we can do if you just buy in, listen to us, and do everything we tell you to do. You're like, oh, and we believe you, coach. We believe you. But when you have a performance like that, the belief level goes through the roof. So now you're buying even more. Now you practice even more with a purpose. Your trust level is now through the roof because you know that Hypo is going to get you open. I mean, the switch, the switch route, uh, Javante Payton's first touchdown. I mean, I asked him about just his landmarks and the alignment and all that stuff yesterday uh, on the locker room right before the show. And um, you just have confidence that the hype is going to get you open. He's going to find ways to put you in space. And the players just have confidence in Hypo's ability to get them the football. So, man, if you ain't playing on offense as a skill position player, man, don't be looking at Coach Hypo and you look at yourself because there's folks eating right now. There's folks eating right now. Javante Payton knows this is the last go-around for him. So he's, he's treating every every second like it's his last. There's a sense of urgency with Tillman. Notice this, Ben. The receivers that were in there. Oh, yeah. Vets. You and I were vets. texting about it. Vets. This is their last go-around. Mm-hmm. This is their last go-around. So those older players ain't taking any days for granted. No. I hear. I'll, I'll give you today's touchdown or turnover. Basically, what you and I were were texting about. I, I texted you and and told you that I that I really like Cedric Tillman. I I, I think he's he's awesome. Is, is he super dynamic? No, but I just I just kind of love his grit and his veteran savvy, and he's always going to be doing what he's supposed to be doing, whether it's in the run game as a blocker on the perimeter or making the tough catches. He's he's just always doing what he's supposed to do. But my touchdown or turnover for you, Swain, you, you feel good about Tennessee's three receivers. It, it seems like Tennessee has come into a, a three at the receiver position with Javante Payton, with Valus Jones, with Cedric Tillman. And I know you need more than three, but just – keeping it to, to those three. You, you feel good about those three receivers, touchdown or turnover, going into the month of October with some big games coming up? No, I definitely feel good about those three. I mean, Tillman played over 70 snaps, man. Wow. In that, in that game um, yesterday. 70 snaps. And so uh, I know he ain't mad about it because, hey, man, you're trying to get as many opportunities as possible, especially as a senior. But as long as these guys can stay healthy, I mean – I like I like these three, and you know my senior year, like we didn't we didn't have an up tempo offense like this, and didn't try to put up you know seventy plays in a game, but it was just three of us. It was just three of us, and occasionally you have some guys come in here and there when you know your top three 
players needed a blow. You know, you're going to run a couple deep routes. You're going to need a, you know, you'll need a little break. So you let the fourth and fifth guy come in for a couple plays, and then you go back in. Uh, I, I, I like that rotation. The rotation has been tightened up, and it needs to be tightened. Too many guys are playing, getting opportunities. They weren't doing anything. So uh, these veterans, they're, they're leading the charge, and I, I like the direction um, that we're going with those three. I like Valus in the slot, and um, let's let's see if we can create some more opportunities for those guys against a South Carolina team that um, won't be as bad as Mizzou on defense, but there's opportunities for for Tennessee to have explosive plays too. Yes, not uh, as know. bad, but they're not good. Yeah, I mean, I don't, guys, that Mizzou, that Mizzou team was never ready to play. Nope, and was out of position because of coaching too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was a combination of of bad and bad, which made Saturday just a, f- a field day for Tennessee. It's mm-hmm. one thing to have, you know, the, 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 the fire and the desire from the players, but then the coaches are not putting guys in the right situations. You still, you know, you still are able to get to the quarterback, still able to make plays because you're hustling. It's another thing when you don't have the fire and desire and your coaches are putting you in a bad spot. That's what you saw yep. on Saturday. The honeymoon phase for Eli Drinkwitz is over. It was it was pretty funny to see some of the reaction on, on Missouri Twitter from Missouri beat writers and, and fans tweeting at those beat writers. The the honeymoon phase for Eli Drinkwitz is is over. And it, it should is, be. It, yeah, it should be. I mean, Saturday was was very, very bad. And like we talked about last week, it was a swing game for Missouri just like it was for, for Tennessee. They they had mm-hmm. hopes and expectations going into the season of, of getting to maybe seven wins. And that that is not going to happen, not not with that defense. They'll, they'll be lucky to get to five with that defense. Yep. yep I don't, I don't know what their schedule looks like. I, I do know there's a lot of talk about the, the schedule being pretty pretty manageable uh, for Missouri throughout the season. But uh, with that rush defense, I, I don't know that anything's going to be manageable. Tennessee exposed them. Yes. So and, yeah. and I guarantee you, I can't sit here and, and break down, <laughs> uh, you know, from a defensive standpoint, why Tennessee was so great against Beatty in terms of X's and O's. But I guarantee you, Tim Banks left a blueprint on tape for upcoming teams of, of how to slow down Tyler Beatty. Yeah. Mizzou, they play North Texas next. They play Texas A&M. Uh, that's reeling right now. But, you know, their defense is good enough to, to stop a one-dimensional Missouri who can't run the football. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mizzou's defense will be great for uh, a struggling offense from Texas A&M that still has a, a good running game with one of the best running backs in the, in the country. Uh, and then Mizzou plays Vanderbilt. Uh, and then Georgia, so they'll 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 probably go uh, two and two the next four, and then they play South Carolina, and then and then Florida. So um, I see I see two to three wins left on 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 their schedule. The honeymoon phase is over. Yep, 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 for sure. Uh, okay, let's go to the phones. We're going to Florida for our next two callers. We got let's Justin do it, man. and then let's we got Cam. Justin, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. What's up? Uh, not much. I mean, tell me, t- tell me another team in the country that needed a blowout win worse than Tennessee. 
I mean, that felt so good this weekend just from every aspect. I, I mean, watching that game, I was I, I was so happy. You know, not not just because you know we won, but I mean that really kind of highlighted. It was an SEC game. Mm-hmm. It's something you can sell recruits. It was great seeing guys, you know, fall out when, you, you know, you know, like they had their big primetime game. Like I was so happy for Tyon Evans because, yes. you know, he was so close to ending up at Missouri. I don't know if people remember that about his recruitment, but it was down to uh, us in Missouri. He almost ended up there. So him having a game like that against them, I was so happy for the kid. Um was also really glad to see some of the younger guys step up and make plays. Uh, you know, Christian Charles, uh, McDonald, um, you know, Lenith Whitehead. I mean, that, that, that was a name that I think a lot of people forgot about. And, you know, I thought he looked really good running the ball. <laughs> he looked great, I thought. I, th- I thought so, too. And I was one of the ones that was like, oh, God, with all the, with all the guys we got there, he needs to move the linebacker. But, man, he looked he, he looked quick uh, for a guy that size. I mean, you know, hit the hole with authority. I mean, I thought he was that kind of hammer-type running back that, uh, you know, we could definitely use, especially, you know, later in the game being being up, up some scores. So, uh, you know, great win. Uh, you know, hope we can, uh, you know, keep it going. I also like that we showed a little bit of a killer mentality in that we got up on them and didn't really let them get back in it. I mean, yeah, they put up a score, but then we came right back, you know, put up, you know, points to kind of negate that. I, I really liked seeing that out of them. What, what was your guys' thoughts on that? i hang up. Hey, thank you, Justin. And um, Tennessee has had, you know, really good first quarters, but really bad second quarters. And you can always expect most cases – Ebbs and flows where one team gets momentum and then another team gets the momentum and then one team gets the momentum and then another team gets the momentum. It's a game of, of, of momentum swings. And I was waiting for Mizzou to have theirs. And they just they just didn't. You know, they did go down to score, but Tennessee was able to respond just right back. And that was like that was a step for me and uh, in the right direction as far as improvement because Tennessee was able to put it together in the second quarter and then respond once Mizzou scored. Uh, you make the adjustments, you shake it off, and you go out there and, and you score. You respond. That's what Tennessee did. So uh, I did like how Josh Heupel continued to, to put the foot on the gas because, listen, your, your, your job is to score, okay? It ain't the fourth quarter with you know, a minute to go. Your job is to score. And you owe it to your players to call the offense the way that you would call it in, you know, in any other situation, um, because they have worked all week to prove to you that they that they can be trusted and they can play. So don't go out there and start running the football, you know, up the middle just because you're up by a lot of points trying to get rid of the clock. No, you got receivers that still deserve to get the football. You got a quarterback that still needs to make throws and work on his timing. Um, so I, I like how we kept the foot on the gas. And um, maybe Hypo coming from Mizzou added a little bit to the fire. Uh, maybe not. But uh, I, liked, I like how we finished 
uh, the game. I, I really did. All right, let's go back to the phones and get to Cam, who's also calling from Florida. Cam, good morning. Good morning, guys. How's it going? Man, wonderful, man. Good to hear from you. Good to hear from you. It's 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 easier to have a little pep in your step Monday morning at work after watching a game like that on Saturday. Absolutely. Um, so one thing I wanted to talk about, um, because inevitably you can always find somebody on Twitter that wants to be negative after a game like that because they need to get a life. But um, with overthrows being such a theme, you know, in the in the in the first few games, uh, you know, obviously the the pass to Javante Payton was right on the money, but uh, I, I wanted to talk about the one pass to Cedric Tillman that looked like an overthrow. Um, and if you watch, you know, they, they replayed his route after, after that play, and that, that pass would have been a dime. The guy literally grabbed his wrist and pulled him back during it. It was a, a blatant, you know, pass interference, and uh, uh, the refs didn't call it. They ultimately called a pass interference the very next play on uh, the guy that was, uh, I forget who, it, I think it was a pass to Ramel Keaton. They called a pass interference on the guy, but yep. that would have been another one that would have been right on the money. And uh, so I, I don't know. I'm excited about Hendon Hooker. Um, I don't know how many touchdowns he's accounted for thus far, but um, I think he's probably well on his way to, you know, being able to have like, you know, 25 to 30 this season. Yeah, he's playing. He's playing well. He is. He is playing well, and uh, he is. He's the key. I mean, the quarterback position has been a position that that has hurt us. Where you see other players around the quarterback, you know, being more than capable of making plays. Now we have a quarterback that is lifting the play of other guys around him. What we saw on Saturday, I mean, again, I take it with a grain of salt because Mizzou's defense is bad, but what we saw. Was was Cooper Mays being out and multiple injuries on the offensive line not even mattering? Not even mattering. Well, that's because that's because of 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 Hendon Hooker. That's why that's why he is playing, and that's why he's playing right now at a high level because he knows who he is and he's playing within himself and he has confidence. In his game, and he's going out there executing, having fun. Um, him and Javante Payton, man, they got this chemistry going on. They just look at each other. They just look at each other and know uh, what's what's about to happen. And I was talking to Javante yesterday. He was like, "Listen, man, like, like he has confidence in me. He has confidence in me to you know, throw the ball my way, even if I'm covered, because you know he knows I want I want to make a play to help the team. And they have that experience. So, you know, Hendon has been." Man, he has been—he's been great the last two games. There's just no other way to put it. He's been—I think his percentage is like 67 percent passer in the last two games. No interceptions, five touchdowns. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I'm trying to remember what what Hubs said on the last night's show. Um, but definitely no touchdowns. Excuse me, no turnovers and uh, high completion percentage in the last two games for Henry Hooker. Then you have somebody on the on the phones over there, huh? We, we do. We've got Rev, and then we have Quartz involved. All right, all right, Rev. Good morning. Good morning, guys. What's going on? Everything's going on, Rev. Everything. <laughs> Swain, did yard get done this weekend? Excuse me. I said, did you, did you get some yard work done this weekend? I don't think you had time, did you? 
Nah, man, it was raining. It was raining. I couldn't. I couldn't do it, man. I couldn't do it. I had plenty of time to do it after the game, but it was it was all raining and stuff. So no, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to do it. If it was if it was clear, I probably would have done a little bit, but not as much as other weeks. I see what you're saying, man. The Tennessee team played played their butts off, and that fun, that game was fun oh, to yeah. watch. I like seeing development at the QB position, and Hooker's starting to show it. Mm-hmm. That. That that touchdown pass from uh, him to Peyton, where he looked off the safety and then threw a dime. Also, he looked off safety again on the other touchdown pass he had to uh, Cedric Tillman. In week two, one of those one of those two is going to be interception because what what you do in week two against Pitt, Swain just stared the receiver down. Yeah, he's more comfortable. Yeah, he's he's more comfortable. I mean that that t- that touchdown to Cedric Tillman, that wasn't a safety. <laughs> there was nobody right there. It was a, it was, I mean the, the DC should have been fired on that spot. Third down and eighteen, and you're playing, you know, press coverage with no safety help in the middle of the football field. That was an easy pitch and catch. But it was a great. It was you know what was great about that Rev is that what? Hendon led him inside. He threw him open. He threw him open. There you go, Rev. He threw him open. Yep. He threw him open. Because that ball, if it was, if it, if it's put maybe on his left shoulder pad or his back hip, that is an incomplete pass. You let the DB get back into play. But he did not let the DB get back into play. He threw him open, Rev. That is exactly <laughs> what he did. I don't think he looked off the safety as much, but he did throw him open, and that is the improvement that I think you're talking about. Yes. You see that pass he he gave uh, Velas Jones when Velas Jones scored an old screen pass. That was oh, an yeah. absolute duck. Oh, uh, it was a duck. <laughs> well, here's here's what happens. Here's what happens, Rev. When you catch that shotgun, you, you're having to catch it and get it out quick, and you just don't have enough time to get your fingers on the laces. So you got to throw it sometimes without without the laces. And I think that's what happened. It just came out a little funky because well, it's a quick throw. Well. Seeing that performance makes you feel good about this weekend, too. I, I'm not scared of South Carolina. I think that's another bad football team we're going to play this weekend. I ain't saying take them lightly, but if if we go in and play our game and, and play with state-free football, we shouldn't have any trouble winning that football game. Anyways, I'm going to join listening to other callers. Swim, we'll get off here. Y'all have a good day, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, I think Tennessee should take care of business against the chicken heads this weekend. They should. Against the Cox? Uh, uh, yes. Yes. Against the Gamecocks. Correct. Yep. Yep. They should take care of business, but can't be um, a game filled with penalties, and you cannot turn the football over. I think if you are South Carolina, you're entering this game saying, hey, man, if we can turn them over, we got a chance. We got a chance. We can turn them over. That's going to be their their only way. And, you know, they're making a play on special teams. You know, you have left the floodgates open, just like on the double pass on defense. Was uh, Pittsburgh did it, Florida did it, Tennessee Tech tried it. It was incomplete, but notice you got three teams trying to do it against you because you let the floodgates open in the pit game. I'm well, surprised Missouri didn't try it. I'm surprised they didn't either. I think but that's bad coaching too. Correct, but the return, the kickoff return. Now, if you are South Carolina, if you are any team moving forward, you see an opportunity to get a return. So you have to prove now. Uh, Eckler and company that that was just that was a fluke and we cover kicks well because teams will look for opportunities to score now because we gave that one up against Missouri. 
Let's get to uh, Cortinval on the Irish Network sideline. Let's do it, Cortinval. Good morning. What's up? Good morning, y'all. What's up, man? What's up? How you doing? Man, it was, it was raining all right. It was raining touchdowns and points. That felt yeah, good. You right about that? It felt real good. It was thunderstorming. <laughs> it was thunderstorming touchdowns on Saturday. <laughs> hey, it was it was definitely thunderstorming in, in Columbia, Missouri. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, I I just want to share a quick little story with you guys. I don't mean to get all mushy mushy and in my feels this morning, but I wanted to share it with y'all. So, uh, my dad is about he's about to be seventy years old in November, and uh, he's. I, I love him to death. He's he, we, we've been pretty close for the majority of my my adult life. He he was gone a whole lot and working a lot when I was a young kid. He was doing what he had to as a father, and I appreciate him for it. And but we uh, Saturday morning we uh, I took him out fishing on our bass boat, something that we've not been able to do in about eighteen years. Mm. Eighteen years ago was the last time I actually got to take the time and and him slow down long enough you know he's he's semi-retired now but we actually got to slow down and go together and uh we listened to the game made it a point to listen to the game my old man caught his personal best bass that he's ever caught in his entire life with me and i remember on the way back home you know and it's just great to listen to our balls just, I mean, just dominate. Just just be dominant all day. And it, it just, it was such a good film. But it, it just, it, there's another experience for us to remember going forward from now on that we get to share that. And Tennessee football was a part of that for us because he got me started when I was very, very, very little. I mean, probably I, my earliest memory of watching the Tennessee game was probably four or five years old. I can't even remember what game it was, but I remember running around the house and a little toddler's Tennessee jersey just and wearing orange from the very time I could remember I was wearing orange. So this this it felt good, man. It's it's like it it was like taking it's like washing your mouth out with listerine. It just feels you just you just feel clean. Man, that felt good. Just a beat somebody's brains in beat the brakes off of them and i just i just want to share with you guys that it's all about the experience it's all about the memories football is just a game and it's a game that brings us all together and i love being a part of this big orange family and i appreciate you guys show i just want to drop that by y'all's way peace and love y'all hey thank you man thank you for sharing that that's awesome creating some some memories that will last uh, a lifetime for you, and Tennessee football is right in the middle of it. So, uh, thank you for sharing that story. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, means a lot. Means a lot. Means a lot that you're sharing it with us. So, thank you. Thank you. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Live here at Beatty Chevrolet Parkside Drive, BeattyChevrolet.com. Over uh, one hundred and fifty new and used car vehicles here for you to choose from. Uh, most are backed by the. Beatty Warranty for Life. Go to the website. Check out the inventory. Come on by. Beatty Chevrolet, Parkside Drive, Swain Event. Be right back. I'm Vince Moore, wide receiver, VFL 1991, and you're listening to the Swain Event. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. 
Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. When I made the move to my own studio, I was worried about this. I was worried about that. I was worried about, hey, did I get this piece of equipment? Did I get that piece of equipment? Does that sound good? Does that not sound good? One thing I didn't have to worry about, that was office furniture, because office furniture outfitters met my furniture needs. With a 50,000 square foot facility, they have East Tennessee's largest selection and are the best value for new and used office furniture. Located in Knoxville, it's easy to find everything you need for your new space, including desks, file cabinets, chairs, conference tables, and more. Office Furniture Outfitters is turnkey. They came to my place, we mapped everything out that was needed, they delivered, and, get this, set everything up. To learn more about what Office Furniture Outfitters can do for you, log on to OFONOX.com. That's OFONOX.com. At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799.
Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Love it, love it, love it, love it. It does just feel better today. I mean, we, 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 I mean, we've won three games, but the other two wins, they didn't, they didn't feel as good as this one. I mean, this win just feels, it just feels different. It feels great. It feels great. Maybe it's because the Bears won too. Maybe that's why. Maybe, maybe that's why. No trash talk. I don't have any trash talk for Triple O. I'm not going to trash talk. I'm not going to do it. Ben, it's time for Around the SEC. What do you have for us today, man? Wanted to mention the other SEC football scores from over the weekend. We've we've mentioned a couple in passing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alabama destroyed Ole Miss 42-21, brought back Ole Miss to, to earth, brought down Ole Miss back to earth, I should say. And it was never really a football game. 28 nothing at halftime. Ole Miss able to score 14 points in the fourth quarter. But Bama did what Bama does, and, and man, took care of, of Ole Miss. And Ole Miss didn't play terribly out of the gate. Just Lane Kiffin made some poor head coaching decisions and, and got a little too aggressive for my liking. Yeah, Ben, you know, Lane Kiffin pregame said, get your popcorn ready. And my popcorn got stale, man. I was waiting on Lane to do something with, 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 his, with his team. Popcorn stale, man. I can't even. I can't even eat it. I can't even give it to the to the animals, man. Popcorn so stale. Well, so I was sitting there that, waiting. He he was talking about Alabama. What was about to put on a show when, when he I said guess. that? I uh, guess that but. was that was bad. The only thing worse than than Ole Miss's performance was Arkansas's performance against Georgia. Georgia had its way with Arkansas, beating them thirty-seven to nothing. It was just complete and utter domination and I, I don't think there's any doubt that Alabama and Georgia are the two best teams in the SEC in the country yep. and I don't I don't even know that it's, that it's close unfortunately it's not and we're going to keep it moving on that sour note uh, on the bright side Florida lost on the negative side on the downside Kentucky won 20 to 13 <laughs> uh, I, I'll, I'll admit it I was pulling for Kentucky I hate Kentucky but I hate Florida more well, you you pick Kentucky, so I, I did. Mean, I, was, I was also pulling for them for that reason. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, I understand you're pulling for your picks. I, I get it. I get it. But, but even uh, pick aside, I wanted Florida to lose. Oh yeah, well, that's understandable for sure. Um, and that was that was that was good, man. I thought that game was 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 good for for Tennessee because it wasn't like Kentucky just dominated Florida. Cause then I would have been, I would be like, ooh, boy, ooh, <laughs> ooh, that's gonna be a tough one. That would be a tough one. But you know, Kentucky did not impress me as far as a execution standpoint. Um, now they did fight and claw and 
play their butts off, and the atmosphere was good. But you know, the block field goal was was great. But you know, how 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 much can you rely on that being something that you can do each and every game? So uh, Florida lost. That was great. It helped Tennessee move up in the SEC East standings. Um, but then Kentucky, you know, showed us that they are beatable too. So. Um, that was that was that was a good that was a perfect scenario for me watching the Florida Kentucky game. Mississippi State beat Texas A and M twenty six to twenty two. Auburn surprised me. beat LSU twenty four to nineteen. South Carolina squeaked one out over Troy twenty three to fourteen. And Vanderbilt needed a game winning field goal to beat UConn thirty. To 28. So I'd like to take this time to congratulate Vanderbilt on its 2-10 and 10 season. Congratulations, Vanderbilt. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. Embarrassing. They are. They are an embarrassment. They really are. They're trying to get people to the games by, by enticing them with Jerry Stackhouse on the grill. I that's how. Even, that's how bad it is. I, I don't. And even that doesn't get people coming out. They. I they mean. just. I. It just. It's amazing. Like to to sit around and, and watch. Florida, Kentucky, Bama, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Missouri, Auburn, LSU, Mississippi State, A and M. You, you watch all these SEC teams, and then you flip over to Vandy, Connecticut, and supposedly. One of those teams is in the same conference as all the others. It's weird, man. It's weird. And Mizzou look like they deserve to be in the conference with UConn. You know, how they played Saturday. That crowd, they can complain all they want to about the performance, and they have a valid point, but that crowd was boo-boo too. My goodness. Boo-boo the fool like Boo Smith catching, uh, catching that touchdown or rushing for a touchdown and then taunting. Man, what was he thinking? Bro, you he wasn't. There's 55 points on the scoreboard from the other team, and you're in the 20s. Give the ball to the ref and shut up and keep it moving. My daughter, when we was watching the game, she's 13. She was like, "Are the fans sitting on rocks?" <laughs> she was like, "Are those rocks?" I was like, "Yeah, those rocks." Isn't that uncomfortable? I mean, I guess I guess I, I would imagine it's uncomfortable, sweetie. Oh, oh man. That's 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 weird. But those fans, you complaining, I get it. You complain all you want to, but my goodness, that crowd was like a Vanderbilt crowd. Coy and Macon asked a, a great question on the text box. Uh, what do you got? Do you think Lane backs off the Manning broadcast for the Tennessee Ole Piss game? No. No, because, I mean, he's – He's beating that drum a lot. He can't go back now. No, Lane, Lane won't. Lane won't. Be, he won't stop beating that drum. I still don't. I still don't want to see it. I, uh, I don't I, either. Yeah, but 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 still, you know, I think I think if you are Tennessee fans, you feel a little bit better about going up against Ole Miss because of your performance uh, against Mizzou. I'm not looking at the Ole Miss. Performance against Alabama and feeling good. We not Alabama, <laughs> so we we don't do nothing that Alabama does right now. So no, I I do feel somewhat good about that game. Not in terms of I'm not going to sit here and pick Tennessee to win, but I'm that Ole Miss defense is susceptible. And if 
if Tennessee can click on on all cylinders like it was on on Saturday against Missouri, they're they're going to give Ole Miss a run for its money. Yeah, I mean, I, Tennessee's going to be able to put up some points. Is, is my point? They should. Yeah, they can should. they? Force Matt Corral into enough mistakes. He's going to yeah, get his. The Ole Miss offense is going to get theirs. Can can they make enough plays? Can they bend but don't break enough? Yeah, that was an NFL offensive line that Ole Miss defense saw. Mm-hmm. So I'm not looking at the Alabama game going, oh man, look at man, we can do we can do we can do that. We can run the football like that. I don't know about that. I don't, I don't feel that way right now. Um, but I look at our performance with guys out on the offensive line, and I feel more more confident about our abilities in that football game because of Henry Hooker and, you know, other guys around him like Ty and Evans. Um, so I feel a lot better. But we'll see, man. we got to take care of this, this game against South Carolina, uh, not take a step backwards. And then if we do that, if we continue the momentum offensively and defensively for the Mizzou game um, to the South Carolina game, then there's there there'll be some really good feelings about this game against Ole Miss next week. So, uh, what else you got for around the SEC? Uh, nothing, but I do want to highlight a youngster okay. uh, before we get to to the phones. Okay. And, and get the big orange Mac. I want to highlight Danico Slaughter. Justin and Florida oh, yeah. called in and, and talked about the youngsters earlier, and everybody's talking about Christian Charles and Tamarion McDonald and and Lenith Whitehead, and and those guys should be. Talked about. I, I was impressed with, with each one. I, I loved the way Whitehead ran the football, and I agreed with what Justin said when he said that he, runs, that level down. he, he runs well for a guy that size. Uh, I, I think he can have a, a, a bright future if, if he continues to work on things like pad level, like, like you mm. just mentioned, Swain. But mm-hmm. Danico Slaughter, the first two possessions was awesome. He was all over the place, absolutely all over the place. He had a sack. Or not a not a sack, but a, a pressure um, on on the first drive that that helped force uh, an incompletion, and then on the second drive he had another pressure that helped force an incompletion, and then on the second first and ten that Missouri had on its second drive, it was a Tyler Beatty rush to the right, and he just blew up a block and just got to Tyler Beatty in the backfield for a loss of seven. I, I thought Danico Slaughter looked looked great. And it was a really nice bounce back for him because if you go back and watch the Tennessee Tech game, he struggled against Tennessee Tech. Don't really recall seeing him much against Florida last week, and he gets another opportunity this week with, with Flowers being out, and he made the most of it early and often. A couple pressures, nice tackle for a loss in the backfield. He He looked really good. He did. No, he he really did. He really did. Let's let's get to uh, Big Orange Mac. Good point by you, by you being big, big fan of Danico Slaughter coming in um, with the new number too in that recruiting class. Yeah, a couple guys had new numbers, mm-hmm. so um, had to make sure that special teams was on point without guys getting in trouble for wearing multiple numbers. So, um, been a Danico Slaughter fan from his days, you know, in high school and watching his film. I'm glad that he is. Making plays now because he went in early last season and then, you know, got baptized by fire against a veteran receiver against South Carolina, and then we didn't see much of him. So he's bouncing back, having a good one. Big Orange Mac, what is up, man? Good morning, Jay Swizzle. Good morning, Ben Jammin. What a great, glorious morning to wake up 
after doing some clapping on Saturday. Let me tell y'all, I I, 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 didn't know, man, I didn't know what to expect going into the game. I just wanted us to, you know, have a good game and play, uh, you know, don't have a meltdown. And man, I was not expecting to be up twenty-eight to three at the end of the first quarter. Son, they straight up clapped. It feels good to be to do the clapping and not get clapped. He's right man. about that, man. And let me tell you something. I don't know if if y'all mentioned this or not, but one person that I'm so proud of that had a good performance and he wasn't doing a bunch of barking, didn't get a 15-yard penalty, and that's Jeremy Banks. Man, he was over there helping people up after he knocked them (laughs) down. and He he wasn't doing nothing stupid. And I'm proud of him. I love him. He he got close, Big Orange Mac. uh, I forgot what play it was. He, He came in a little bit late. Uh, and almost speared a guy, and then he got up and looked at the referee because uh, yeah. he was scared. He was scared, yep. and then uh, when the flag didn't come, he was like, "Ooh, thank you, thank you, ref. Good call, good, good call." Guy was he on got the ground. Guy was on yeah, the ground. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I remember that play now. I remember yeah, he that play now. He, he got close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he got close. Uh, I, uh, I, I remember that now. Uh, yeah, we couldn't <laughs> take an L to uh, Rugrats. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all, y'all know he looked like Rugrat off of Wolf of Wall Street. I call him Rugrat. We couldn't take an L to Rugrat, and they looked like some Rugrat son. They showed the sideline. They was dejected. They was hurt, and I, I'm I'm just happy with it. Now we got to focus on this week. We can't let mm-hmm. this be a trap game. We can't, you know, uh, blow somebody out then then let South Carolina hang around. We gonna go ahead put a foot on their throat and don't let them up. I like until it. it's over. Get them down. Don't let them up. Uh, uh, but yeah, in my opinion, as far as SEC goes, it's Bama and UGA and everybody else. Uh, that that's going to be one heck of a collision when they come uh, uh, in the in, in SEC championship. Uh, there's old man I used to work with. He used to farm with my great granddaddy, and uh, he had a big Hereford bull. And across the farm, they had big big Angus and a heifer come in uh, heat. And he said they got so towed up that Angus jumped the fence and his boy at Old Hereford knocked down the fence post and they was out in the middle of the road just knocking each other out. And I said, Uncle Bill, how did you stop them? He said, I let them get tired. I wasn't going to jump in the middle of that mess. So that's what I imagine what's going to be like when UGA and, and Bama get together. That's going to be a, a knockdown, drag out, slobber knocker. Gentlemen, everybody across the great state, enjoy the week. Have a great day and go big on. I like it. I like it. Yeah, man. That um, that Bama Georgia game looks like it's um, it's 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 gonna happen. It's gonna happen in Atlanta, and dude, it may happen in the national championship game. They may play twice because right now, not only are they, you know, two best teams in the conference, but man, they're the two best teams in, in the freaking country. I don't want to think close. about it. Yeah, I know. Because you know, you know, if if it does happen, you know what it's it's going to result in us needing Bama to win again. Yep. You know who also played well? Aaron Beasley. I was very impressed with him, and I thought he played pretty well against Florida at times as as well. But he seems he seems like he always has a, a knack for where the, the play is gonna go and where the ball is gonna be. He he he's in on a lot of plays in, in the backfield and even if it's not in the backfield within 
a yard or two past a lot of scrimmage. Beasley's always in in on the play. I, I like Beasley. He's growing on me a lot. Yeah, it was good to see him get up after getting banged up. So I like it. I like Tennessee's youngsters. Tennessee still needs more players. They 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 need a lot more players, a lot more talent. But they Beasley they've got some some youngsters that I that I do really like on the defensive side of the ball, defensive side of the ball with Jamarion McDonald, Christian Charles, Danico Slaughter, Aaron. Aaron Beasley, Tyler Barrett. We forget how young Tyler Barrett is. I don't know how young Aaron Beasley he is. He's, he's a in sophomore, third year. isn't he? Or a redshirt sophomore. Yeah, he's in his third year here. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he'll have multiple years of Young football-wise. Yeah, he got – He hadn't played he, uh, until this year. A lot of, lot of athletic ability. Uh, he was a guy that could have played running back coming in and um, was the most athletic linebacker on, on this roster um, for a couple of years. But – uh, it's coming all together for him, so I'm glad that it is because it's, help, it's helping the team. Big Orange Mac, that was good. That was good. Want to make sure we didn't have anybody else. Got Chris from Dyersburg. Oh, let's get it. Let's get it. Chris, hey, good morning. What's going on, guys? Great. What's weekend. up? What's up? Go balls. This is balls country. Uh, you write about Deco Slaughter. He was everywhere. You know, he played lights out for me. Uh, I did like the young guys. I liked how Barry Young was looking like he was coming into form. Uh, you know, he needed that game. Uh, defensive line was suffocating to Mizzou's offensive line and their, what they were trying to do. Um, I liked the whole thing about the offense. It was really explosive, in my opinion, uh, especially a big run from Tyon Evans, that 92-yard run. Man, I ain't seen that in a long time uh, since, I hate to say it, since Ayer Gray. But you know it is what it is. Man, Air, um, Air Gray, Air Gray would, didn't really do that unless it was. I mean, he did against Vanderbilt. Um, yeah, but I mean, he did have that one run against Vanderbilt. But Tyon, man, this is Eric didn't do it multiple times. Like you know, no, Tyon has done it. You know, back to back weeks, long runs where he's outrunning the defense. We haven't seen that in a very long time. No, we didn't. No, we haven't. We haven't. Uh, and that was a great win. I wasn't expecting. To hang 62 points on Missouri, I thought Missouri was going to give us a better fight. I was right when I was listening earlier. They did not come ready to play. They weren't mm-hmm. expecting Tennessee to do what they did. Um, I believe Tennessee, the game last week against Florida, it was self-inflicting wounds, and that's what happened to Florida against Kentucky. They did the same thing Tennessee did to them, uh, self-inflicting wounds, and that's a lot of how we lost that game. And when they went to Florida, went to Kentucky, they had self-inflicted wounds. I mean, it was mm-hmm. just – you could see it. The false starts, it was happening. Like, uh, dumb penalties. I was like, I didn't ever expect Florida to let that happen to them, but they did, you know. And I guess that's why Dan Muller was smiling after the game was over, uh, <laughs> which was silly. I don't know why he's smiling because um, them playoff hopes are over. Yeah, pretty much. They are. They are. Uh, I always said Florida was a little overrated. Uh, I think Emory Jones being, I can't agree with you, him not being a good player. I think he is a good player. I think he just gets into his head too much, get into, you know, he gets caught up in himself, and he tries to do a little too much when you should let your players, you know, make some plays for you. Um, there was times where I think he should have used his legs, like, you know, even in past situations, and he didn't. Uh, I, I always liked Emory Jones, even from when Tennessee recruited him. It's just uh, – He's playing for Florida now, and I can't stand them Gators. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, man, I like what y'all are talking about. I love that it's a Monday, and we came. I came to work on a Monday, and we won. 
So go Vols, and uh, y'all have a good rest of the day. Hey, big thanks. Big thanks, uh, Chris. Uh, hitting up the text box, uh, ATL VFL, I like slaughter size at the star. And um, Josh said the old Miss comment made him spit out his drink. Uh, Spragans was playing with a purpose Saturday from Utah Vol. Man, I saw, I saw that. I saw that play from Spragans on the Valus Jones touchdown. Man, love that. Love that. But you, you don't think that game in a little bit more to Spragans being from uh, up that way? Oh, you better believe it, it man. And, and he was quick to post on Instagram about it too, with a, oh, a photo no of, doubt. His, of his family coming out to see him. And, and plus, he he knows a lot of guys on that Missouri football team. Oh yeah, it meant a lot to him. Uh, we'll take a break and then we'll come back, take a look at the text box live here at Betty Chevrolet Parkside Drive. Stay with us.